Toasties. I'm Missy here with my bestie Johnsy. Hey y'all. And we want to first say welcome and thank you guys so much for all your feedback. This is our first episode that we are making since releasing Mm -hmm. our episodes. Our first four or five episodes were all pre-recorded. And we have already received some recommendations of stories that people want to hear. So thank you guys for that. We have gotten some recommendations on drink beverages, which is a good thing because (laughs) (laughs) I'm drinking. Because she needs them. (laughs) I'm drinking barefoot again. But it's a spritzer. It's a spritzer. It's barefoot spritzer. Crisp white. It has pear and apple. It tastes like a, a cider. Actually, it's really good. Say that again. It tastes like a cider. <laughs> a cider? Why? <laughs> fuck, fuck off. I hate you. <laughs> what are you drinking? Um, I am drinking Fruit Force by Voodoo Ranger. Fruit Force. I don't know. It's an IPA. I'm not usually a big fan of IPAs. This is not bad. Uh, I was picking it out in a hurry. Let me see. There you go. 9.5 alcohol volume. I think you're just probably like 5%. 5.5. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> New Belgium. It says it's a fruit punch, though. Yeah, it's a fruit punch IPA. Oh, shit, I spilled. It's still beer. It smells like, like a beer. It smells like shit. Like it, a beer. How is it going to be fruit punch, but it's not even like red? It's clear. I'm not drinking a red beer. You don't like beer. That was nasty. Oh my gosh. That is, I don't like beer, guys. So please, if you guys give any recommendations, don't be beer. uh, Or give her recommendations that are beer that don't taste quite like beer. I I can't get that taste out of my. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Anyways, thank you guys so much, though. We were not expecting the outcome that we had for those first four that are already out there. The next one is about to come out tomorrow, um, so that's episode five, mm-hmm. and we really, really, really appreciate you guys so much so far for all the love and attention that we have gotten, and please, please keep it up, because we want to keep doing this. This yeah. is fun. I'm having fun with it. Absolutely. I'm having a great time. Us just talking our shenanigans. Yeah. It's nothing different for us. It's no. just different for them. <laughs> yeah. But it's fun. It's so much fun. So thank you guys again so much for following. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with us. We hope that we can make you all proud and keep coming to our shenanigans, Toasties, because it's a great time. Mm-hmm. So today's episode has Johnsy a little nervous. Yeah. Why are you so nervous? Who are we talking about? Ed Gein. Ed Gein. Ed, Mr. Ed Gein. That is a a very interesting person. I feel as though he is not talked about a lot. At least not in, like, the new society that we know. He's not talked about a whole lot. He's in a lot of society that we know. Yeah. He's an inspiration to a lot of situations. Um, But, no, he was one of my first found serial killer so oh he's the reason you love true crime to this day mm-hmm. pretty much it's like a first love you know you never let them go <laughs> i wouldn't go that far <laughs> <laughs> um it's not my first love but <laughs> i said it's like <laughs> um but yeah he he definitely uh did inspire some of my dreams but that sounds worse than a first law. I'll explain in a little bit, but <laughs> not like my like dreams while I'm sleeping, but or I'm not doing anything creepy. Oh my god, what did I just open? <laughs> Pandora's box, evidently. Oh gosh. Um, but I do want to address the fact that we were supposed to battle about Wisconsin. Yes, we were supposed to battle about Wisconsin, but see, guys, I won because she already knows Wisconsin's great, despite the fact of who we're talking about today. Yeah. He kind of inspired because he still came from Wisconsin, so we were like, okay, let's he, do somebody. He did. He did come from Wisconsin. He actually came from the hometown of my dad's mom's side. My great-grandma, my grandma are all from that area. I visited that area. I have pictures of me being in that area 
uh, little town. I, I swear to goodness, I don't even want to call it a town. It's so small. You blink, you miss it. Yeah, which is crazy because... It's beautiful. Like, it's so beautiful there. Do you remember anything, like, going there? Like, there being anything about being or anything? No, honestly, I don't. I don't know if that's something they all try to keep hush-hush. Because yeah, they he's, don't want to claim that shit. Well, honestly, like, that is where he was born. And obviously, we're going to tell you guys in a minute where he was born. But he's not known for being from there. He's known yeah. from being from a different town. And I think that's why... I think that area was like, you guys can have that. Go ahead. Yeah, which is even more crazy because that town's even smaller. Yes, it is. Honestly, all the towns out there are tiny outside of Milwaukee, Madison, Green Bay. Um, Waukesha is kind of a big place. Um, I'm just happy that this is like two towns that have pretty normal names besides your crazy ass <laughs> Indian names that I cannot pronounce guys, in Wisconsin. The other, guys, the other night I totally was giving her names of from Wisconsin. <laughs> What was the first one? Can you remember how to pronounce that one? No, it's something Wushishukubuku. I don't know. <laughs> it was Manitowoc. <laughs> With that thing. Oh, my Manitowoc. 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 Nuh-uh. So how, my great she, my great grandma never heard anything. They didn't say anything about him. Again, they probably didn't want to claim that shit. Oh, I never heard my great grandma. And my great grandma remembered a lot of stuff. That woman, I swear to goodness, could remember her whole life. <laughs> but anyways, August twenty seventh. Which, by the way, he's a Virgo. We're both Virgos, guys. If you but there's a difference know. between an August Virgo and a September Virgo. There is. There is. I just want to put that out there. Well, there's still a difference between you and I being Virgos. Because you're like Virgo, Virgo. Yeah. I'm Virgo with a Scorpio rising, so. Carry on. <laughs> All right, anyways, y'all, enough about us. August 27th in La Crosse, or 1906 in La Crosse, Wisconsin, George and Augusta Gein gave birth to their second son. His name was Eodor, or Eodor. <laughs> You're meshing his two names together. Yes, I am. Edward Theodore Gein. <laughs> um, so, Eddie has always been notorious in society um, that we know of right now. His crimes have fueled many novels and have even given birth to a lot of horror cinema. He has inspired writers to write it, uh, to create Norman Bates. Mm-hmm. Buffalo Bill, Leatherface, and there's many, many more, I believe, um, even in House of a Thousand Corpses. Yes, he's in there. Yeah. I Rob think he's in the... Um, zombie gave a whole little... Yeah, he when he, they go through the little... Um, and Spalding's thing. And yes. then also, I think, like, Otis is supposed to be inspired yeah because he's well, well Ot i think otis does more of like a buffalo bill which is an inspiration <clears throat> from yes silence of the lambs yes which is also an inspiration of edgine yeah and yeah. one of my many many favorites i do love me some hannibal but uh i first learned about him when i was probably in the fifth or sixth grade i'm thinking it was more in sixth grade because i think it was homeschooled at that time mm -hmm. um but my stepmother had taken our family to the public library. Mm -hmm. I had just come across true crime at that point. So I snuck off into my own little world and left the family to go look at true crime books. Mm -hmm. I had already read a couple at this point, but I had found Deviant by Harold. And I'm probably going to murder this. It's Schenkter, Shader. It's probably Sheeter. Yeah, I think it's Sheeter. Or Shatter. Anyways, I had to basically kind of hide this book to sneak out because I grew up in a very religious household as well. Yeah, you did. And there was three kids, so obviously she had a lot to look out for and whatnot. And I was able to check it out. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. Were you ever caught? Not with that one. I was caught with Harry Potter, which was a whole Ooh, fucking. You weren't even can allowed of to watch. You weren't even allowed to watch Little Mermaid, and no. you got a hold of Harry Potter. Yep. Oh boy. After I had been told not to read it. 
How did you not get caught with this book? Who? How did you get it back to the library without her catching you? Well, I was in the sixth grade at this point, so I was probably like, what, 12 or 13? Yeah, 12. 12, yeah. Kind of giving my own space a little bit at that point. I guess. So you probably, like, held on to it yourself and took it back yourself when you all went back Yeah, because when we dropped off books, we just dropped in the drop chute. Okay. But, but you either all... way, my parents didn't know I was reading this book. Good on you. <laughs> you had to be sneaky, sneaky in that house. There's worse things you could have done at at 12. <laughs> yes, at 12. <laughs> but to this very day, Deviant is still the very best true crime novel that I have ever read. Um, I do recommend it very, very much. Now, I hate to say this, but he's he's one of my favorite serial killers. I think everybody has one that they're, like, extremely obsessed with. Yes. So, to have a favorite serial killer that you're obsessed with is not that weird. It sounds weird at first in the beginning when you first started talking about it, but really, like, if you sit back, like, everybody has their one that they know, like, every little nitty-gritty detail about. Mm -hmm. Now, it's an awful thing to say. His acts were very horrendous, um, but his mind and his psychosis are what I found intriguing. Agreed. Now, I have always wanted to be a forensic psychologist. Yes, you did. Um, Fortunately, I kind of just wasted my youth. And didn't fulfill that career. But I look at it as Eddie did inspire it. That because one, that I read makes... about it. And I was like, well, it was the first one to actually make me think, but why? Yeah. So it kind of sent me on down my own little, like, wormhole. Yeah, when it comes to the true crime stuff, that is always my thing. Is like, what made them want to do that? Mm-hmm. So I can totally understand that. So it's not like I condone any of the acts he did or whatnot. I definitely do not. Oh, yeah. But the just his mind in general, it it definitely takes differently than the rest of the serial killers that we've learned about today. Yes, yes, because, yes, carry on. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so one of the feedbacks is that I tend to jump ahead too fast and rush details. So I just caught myself, guys. Yeah. I'm sorry. And I are, and I say um too much, which I've already said it like five times. So anytime I say um, we're going to turn this into a game and you have to take a drink of your water. There you go, guys. There's how you get you your water. hydrated. That is how you get your water today, guys. You guys are going to drink well over your eight, eight ounces just from the amount of time I'm she says um. I'm not to, okay? <laughs> I say um a lot too. Believe in me. I believe in you. You have all my faith. All right. Not about us. So, Eddie had a brother, and both of them were shut-ins. They lived very sheltered lives, and their mother didn't even let them have friends. If she found out they had friends, she punished them. Mm-hmm. Augusta was very overbearing and an overprotective religious fanatic. Oh my gosh, that just clicked in my head. No <laughs> wonder why you clicked with Ed Gein. <gasps> oh. I was hoping you wouldn't once I said that. You guys had something in common. Carry on. But basically, she was trying to keep her sons away from the sins of the world so that they oh weren't tainted. Oh my goodness pretty much why I was homeschooled. Yes, and you weren't allowed to watch Little Mermaid and got punished for Harry Potter. Yes, correct. She consistently preached to her sons about the innate mortality of the world, the evils of booze, and the harlots that walked the earth. Like, she had a defined distaste for women. She's a woman. It didn't include her, though. Of course not. So, all women, excluding herself, were the devil's whores and prostitutes. <laughs> the devil's whores, sorry. That sounds, <laughs> That's just the way she was. Sounds like a Rob Zombie movie. <laughs> the devil's whores. So, she made every time, every day, to actually sit the boys down, because they didn't have electricity or plumbing or anything no. in the house. And, obviously... Right after school, they had to come immediately home. So in the afternoon, she took that time to actually read them the Bible. Cute. Mm -hmm. 
I can at least say my parents did not do that. No. You were a lot of friends. That's why I'm here today. Yes. <laughs> she did really, really hate her husband. Um, was he the devil's whore? <laughs> no, I think he had devil's whores. <laughs> Actually, I don't... That's not a fact, y'all. It's no. It's just kind of a an assumption. But he was a drunk. Oh, so booze, which is yep. the devil. And he beat her, and he couldn't hold a job. Okay. So he had all kinds of, like, small trades, but at one point in time, they did own, like, a little local grocery store in Lacrosse. And she hated this man so much, she would pray for his death in front of the kids. Oh. Yeah. Now, I did read some articles about he was abusive towards the children. So that could have I have, fueled I've, some of the hate, but it wasn't clear whether or not he actually did or not. I have heard that. I have heard that about that Ed was beaten by his dad. Yeah, and I think they were saying that he would beat him in the head. Mm-hmm. Almost I, like ear boxing him and stuff. Ear bo- boxing the ears is the one I heard. He would get his ears boxed by his dad often. But obviously she couldn't divorce him. Oh, it's 1906. And yeah. It's a sin. And hoping for a better life, she did convince her husband for them to move from Lacrosse to Plainfield, Wisconsin, and buy a hundred and fifty-five acre farm. Do you know how much that would cost today? I don't want to know. They probably bought it for dirt cheap because they just sold their grocery store to buy it. Even if they sold their grocery store to buy that, you know how much that cost today? You're looking at the millions. Yeah, hundred and fifty-five acres. Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, I just. Anyways. Little Eddie was probably about eight years old when they made that move. Mm-hmm. So, Blainsville is like, the population's like 700 or something. Mm-hmm. Lacrosse is small, but it's a little bit bigger than that. Yes. So they this, at least have a Plato's closet. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, this was a way for her to seclude the boys and keep her under, keep them under her thumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did have some friends, and again, he was punished. And teachers had said remarks that he was very timid and shy, but he had weird quirks about him. Like, he would laugh out loud, and they'd be like, why are you laughing? And he's like, I was just telling myself a joke in my head. I mean, I do that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anybody else that. <laughs> I whispered it. <laughs> and he was bullied very often just due to the fact that he had a lazy eye. Yes. And he did have, like, a bump on his tongue or in his mouth that affected his speech. Yeah. So he wasn't extremely popular, so having to fight off the friends wasn't... Too hard. Yeah, it wasn't too hard for him, so... But one day, Ed disobeyed his mother and sneaked into a slaughter shed to find her with a pig carcass hanging upside down. Which, this is a big deal because Ed, at this point, was, um... He was very much so just willing to please. Mm-hmm. Anything Mommy said, Mommy got. He worshipped her. That was an idol. She was a saint. She could do no wrong. Mm-hmm. But he found her slicing the pig down the center, and releasing its intestines. At that time, Ed experienced his very first ejaculation. Oh, it was like instant? Yeah. Oh. I did hear that there was something to that effect, but... She was still, even with both the boys wanting to please their mother, Ed more so than Henry. Mm Mm-hmm. She was still very not pleased with them. They could never do anything right. And I think that's kind of how she kept the upper hand and control of the situation. Yeah. Always wanting mommy's approval. Yes, absolutely. There's a lot of kids that do that. Especially, I know a lot of boys will do that with their dads primarily. They always want their dad to be proud of them. And I've seen that with girls. They always want their moms to be proud of Mm -hmm. them. But in this regard, his dad's not really present no, he's a drunk, so, beats mom, beats them. So why so, the heck would you look up to him? 
mom's present, mom does take care of them. And she badmouths him. And, yeah. So why would they think anything right. of him? But she's also never giving that approval to them. Yeah, so she abused them a lot and just basically believed that they were destined to become failures like their father. And during their teens and throughout their early adulthood, the boys remained detached from the outside world and kept on the farmstead. So even when they weren't going to school anymore, they were still just on the farm. Mm-hmm. Which, that amazes me alone that you're a grown-ass man and, and you're you don't still leave. under mommy's control. Yeah. And basically they just had just each other. That was about it. Things kind of took a turn when um, George, Ed's father, died in 1940. He died due to his drinking. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. So this meant that Ed and his brother now needed to go provide for their mom and the farm. Because it's 155 acres. And you're about to go s- send sheltered boys out into the world to make a living. Exactly. She um, didn't think that one through. No, not at all. But they... Both took on just like these odd jobs, mostly handyman jobs, to make money. Oh, so they did follow up in their dad's footsteps, essentially, in that regard. But mm-hmm. that's because she set them up to. Yes, exactly. Ed was considered very reliable and honest by the community. Both of the brothers worked as handyman, but Ed also babysat for neighbors. That's how much the community trusted Ed. Now, he enjoyed babysitting because he seemed to relate more easily with the children just because he had more of, like, a childlike demeanor, according to the community. Yeah, because his mommy kept him that way. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, at the time, Henry began to kind of reject his mother's views of the world and seeing her for who she was and would even make comments and disapprove of things she would say in front of Ed, which obviously upset Ed. Obviously. Now, Henry had fallen in love with a divorced woman, and I think she had a couple of children. Yeah, but she was divorced. Mm -hmm. So obviously it was looked at a little bit differently. And it wasn't like she was widowed or anything. No, she was divorced. So mommy definitely did not approve. Mommy did not approve at all. And... Gusta being a saint, Ed following every footstep. Ed obviously disapproved of the situation himself. And there was an incident where there, I guess they were burning brush on mm-hmm. the farm and it got out of control. According to Ed, they were separated and Ed lost sight of his brother. So I remember they don't have any electricity or whatnot. Yeah. So he has to go all the way back into town to get the cops. To report that his brother's missing. He can't find him. So he brings the cops back to where the brush fire was. And leads them directly to his missing brother. Oh, (laughs) honey. (laughs) Yeah. You want to know what so far this all sounds like? What this reminds me of instantly is the Pink Floyd song, Mother. Mm, Yeah. I can definitely see that. I wonder... I wonder if that was inspired. No. Um, and I, I mean, I would love to have that maybe be a conversation another time, maybe down the road, uh, about Pink Floyd, specifically that whole, the wall, and what inspired that. That is actually about one of the band members. Oh, okay. Did not know that. You're a bigger Pink Floyd I fan love there. Pink Floyd. Yeah, my man's Ozzy. Yes. So. Anywho, brother is laying dead on the ground. And obviously the police had concerns about the circumstances um, because the body, when the body was discovered, he was untouched by the fire Hmm. and he had bruises on his head. So obviously it looks like foul play. Obviously. But despite this, the police dismissed the possibility of foul play and the county coroner listed uh, his death as asphyxiation. With no oh. autopsy, by the way, too, might I add. Were they, do, were they doing autopsies then? Yeah. Yeah, they were, they were doing autopsies. Yeah. That, it's small town. That's why. You gotta know somebody. 
everybody knows somebody in a town of 400 people. (laughs) Now, of course, some investigators did suspect Ed murdered his brother, but no charges were filed against him. And Ed remained working on the farm, taking care of his mother, and still working odd jobs and whatnot. But in between all of this, it is said that because Augusta loved her boy so much that this sent her into having many strokes. Because her son died? Yes. It caused her to have strokes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Which I can see the stress. I was going to say, the heartbreak and the stress, and though she may have not ever... That was I'm... all she had. That was her whole world. I Yeah, and I mean, in a sick, twisted, weird way... She probably thought she was doing everything out of love. Yeah, because that's how, like, my parents were obviously not this bad. But that's how they view it. Right. They still view it to this day. Yeah. Everything was out of love. They they thought they were doing, I mean, what was, what right. was best. Yeah. And she probably was worried because their father was an alcoholic that they were going to become an alcoholic like him and they were going to be this bad man like their father. So she probably thought, like, if I remind you of the devil and booze and this and that that you won't do it and then tell them anytime they messed up, well, you're just like your father in the hopes that it would scare them to go in the other direction. But instead she was too overbearing and it forced them the same path. Exactly. Well, minus alcoholism. Yeah. December 29th, 1945, Ed's mother does die after the series of strokes. Ed was beyond devastated, and the town had said that he was, like, a slobbering mess at his mother's funeral, and I get it, like, you're upset, but they're saying, like, he was like a toddler, just crying uncontrollably, and it was just a huge scene at the funeral. Well, I mean, she held his hand Mm -hmm. through everything. Yeah, and again, he had, he... That yeah, childlike behaviors. Yes. That umbilical cord was never detached. No. That, I mean, that never. That was his best friend. And it was his only friend because that's all she had. That's all she let him have. Yeah, besides Henry, that was it. And he... And that was his definite first true love. Right. Yeah. And I mean, this is why we can't be hovering helicopter parents. Just... I know I struggle with that sometimes with my kids. I tell them all the time, I would love to hold your hand through everything in life, but I can't. To each their own. You parent how you want to. Right. It's none of my business. Obviously, I'm not a parent, so I don't have a whole lot to say. I can tell you the way that my parents parented me Yeah. did affect my lifestyle. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, 100%. Any way that anybody parents will affect your kid. Mm-hmm. Just, you have to come to that. That, I will say, doesn't matter what style of parenting you choose. You choose whatever one is comfortable for you that you feel is right. No matter what you choose, there's always an effect to it. Absolutely. I will say that. You just have to accept it. Yeah. Carry on. Ed still stayed on the farm. And he basically boarded up his mother's rooms, leaving it just the way she had had it. Preserved so, it. Yeah. It was a few of the rooms that she used a lot. I think the one was like a parlor. Of course, her mm, bedroom. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I guess a library of some sorts or whatnot. Mm-hmm. It was a big farmhouse. It was. Uh, it's it's very disturbing because I saw some of the pictures. Mm-hmm. And when the cops eventually investigate the house and they walk in to those rooms thinking, dear Lord, these doors are locked. What the hell is in here? And they go into these rooms. It's just like a thin layering of dust mm-hmm. over them. So obviously he boarded them up and never went back in there. Out of sight, out of mind. It's just crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some people, the way they handle a death is they either have to get rid of everything. Any little sight of remnants of that person needs to go. Or they hoard mm-hmm. everything. They surround themselves in everything. Well, it he, sounds like he did a little bit of both. I was about to say, he did both. Yeah, it sounds like he kept everything, but it was still out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Mommy's part of the house was kept like a museum, but the rest of the house was very cluttered. And like what you would see on an episode of Hoarders yeah. was the rest of the house. Yeah. So 
Mommy's gone. Henry's gone. Daddy's gone. He's left alone. He now has freedom. And what do any shelter kids do when they have freedom? They go a little crazy. A little crazy. He explored Death Cult magazines and he loved adventure stories. What kid doesn't love adventure stories? He's not a kid at this point. He's a grown-ass man. He's a child. The only thing he had read before this was the Bible, so this is, like, amazing to him. But he also started frequently a local tavern owned by Mary Hogan. And Mary reminded him of his mother a little bit, like, just physically reminded him of his mother. Her personality was nothing like his mother. She had the nickname Bloody Mary. She was a divorcee, foul mouthed, and had ties to organized crime. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I remember correctly, she had actually, um, I don't know for sure, but I think believe she came over from Germany, which in that area... A lot oh, of people did. Wisconsin is primarily German. Like, a lot of German. No, that's where you get Augusta. She, mm-hmm. you go back and trace her family line, and I think it was her parents or either her grandparents had come over from Germany. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Although, lacrosse is a lot Norwegian as well, so. But um, on December 8th, 1954... Ed shot Mary in the forehead with a 32 caliber Mauser pistol. He then loaded her body into the truck, took her back to his farm. Now, a farmer had walked in the bar afterwards and found a puddle of blood and the cash register gone. So, obviously, he calls the police almost immediately. And, of course, nobody suspects Ed because it's Eddie. It's he was, not, odd. he was odd, but he was friendly. Nobody thought anything of it. they saw him as a child. Yes. And also with Mary's choice of company, authorities didn't consider it a real concern. So it was just kind of like dismissed. It's like, well, if you're going to play with fire, you're going to get burned. Yep. Ed was working one of his odd jobs, though, when the topic of Mary's disappearance came up in conversation. One man had made the comment to Ed that if he had spent as much time courting Mary, she'd be cooking for him instead of missing. Ed just simply replied with, she's not missing. She's up at the house right now. And everyone just kind of brushed it off, and it was just Ed being Eddie. Yeah. But, like, that happened, what happened nowadays, people would be like, oh, my God, like, I'm calling the cops. Like, why are you saying, what do you mean she's up at the house? Like, th- that would be, like, a red flag to me. Like, I don't understand how their mindset, like, I don't get it at all. I don't. Maybe because I didn't grow up in a small town. But that, to me, would have been like, ah, oh, maybe I just need to go have a conversation with the sheriff. I think we didn't get a wellness check, maybe, yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, what house? That would be my first. I'm like, up at the house right now. What house? Her house? Your house? <laughs> November 16, 1957, Bernice Warden was reported missing. Bernice owned the local hardware store, and again, Bernice reminded Ed of his mother, physically. It was a theme. Yes. She was a widow and had met her husband while dating another woman. Now, Bernice basically came in between these two won her future husband over, left the other woman heartbroken, and this other woman ended up committing suicide. Ooh. Small town. Everybody knows. Everybody knows, and it's like, eh, I don't know about Bernice. Mm-hmm. Bernice was also said to be very religious, and Ed grew fond of her because of that. Religion and physical features of his mommy. Mm-hmm. I think he even at one point had asked her to go, like, skating or something with him. And it was kind of just, like, shut down. Like, it was just Ed again being... Ed being Ed. Yep. So he frequented the store a lot because it just seemed like he had a little crush on Bernice. But one morning, Ed came into the hardware store to purchase some antifreeze. 
and he did by the antifreeze, but he also shot Bernice in the back of the head with a 22 caliber rifle. He then stole $41 out of the cash register and loaded her body into his truck. The next, or no, it was later this evening, customers were curious and worried as to why Bernice hadn't opened the store yet. And freaking out, they contacted her son, Frank. I like that name. Frank? I just like the name Frank. Frank, come on, Missy. I know. <laughs> but it's fun to say. But anyways, Frank was also the deputy. So her son was the deputy. Yes. Okay. And when he entered the store, I believe he broke into it. He found a puddle of blood, a twenty-two caliber rifle out of place. But he also found his mother's last written receipt for antifreeze sold to Ed King. And of course, suspicious, because he knew how Ed was with his mother. He, of course, called the cops and basically was like, hey, I think I know who did this. The cops went to Ed's house looking for him, and he was not home. He was actually at a nearby coffee shop enjoying dinner. I want dinner. But what at this point he, you just committed he, murder this morning in the morning and you're gonna just enjoy yourself a nice hot meal yeah at a coffee shop. Well, Frank and the other cops found Ed and asked him if he had anything to do with Bernice's disappearance. Ed replied with he didn't know what they were talking about. He was arrested and cops were on the way to search the farm for Bernice. Was Bernice still in the truck? You'll get to it. We're going to get Okay, okay, I'm sorry. It's I did it. Up. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've already said, um, we're trying, y'all. We're trying. Okay. I am going to give a warning. If you're queasy, if you have any kind of issues with things that make you queasy that involve true crime... You probably shouldn't be listening, first of all. Yeah, you guys are on the wrong channel. But please don't go. <laughs> <laughs> but here we go. Maybe, maybe just earmuffs a little. Yeah, hold on to your britches. The cops enter the house. And like I said, the, the house had no electricity, no plumbing. But it did have a horrible stench. Of course it did. It had no plumbing. <laughs> and electricity. I don't think we realize how... The air moving in our houses. Oh, I know. And I, too, I know. And not only that, his house was, like, cluttered with bits of everything. Yeah. So, again, that's going to add on top of the smell, Mm -hmm. too. And it was just in a complete disarray. It looked like he had never cleaned anything since his mother had passed. So, the cops had to use just flashlights to search the farm. Bernice was found on the farm. A cop was searching one of the summer kitchens, and he felt something kind of, like, brush him. So he shines the flashlight, and she's hanging up by her heels in the summer kitchen, strung up, decapitated, sliced down the center from her pelvic area to her neck, gutted like an animal. As I like the pig. Yeah. But this was also a big area where they did a lot of hunting, too. Mm-hmm. So Ed was familiar with hunting because it wasn't just like it was a hobby they could see kind of nowadays. It was a way of living because they had to, especially with the winters. Later. Yeah. Now, this was just the beginning of what they found in that house. And I'm going to go through and I'm going to give you the whole list of everything they found in this house. Mm-hmm. Item number one. Of course, they found whole human bones and fragments, a wastebasket made of human skin, human skin covering several chair seats, skulls on top of his bedpost, and random female skulls throughout the house, shrunken heads, bowls made from human skulls, a corset made from a female torso, skinned from shoulders to waist, leggings made from human leg skin, Mask made from the skin of female heads. Mary Hogan's face was found in a paper bag, which was disturbing because a cop just kind of like put his hand down there. Uh, and uh, yep. Mary Hogan's skull in a box. 
Bernice's warden's entire head in a burlap sack, Bernice Warden's heart in a plastic bag in front of the stove. Oh, he's going to eat that. Mm. Well, that's a rumor. I know. I was more getting the fact that it was he by the stove. He said he never did. Who knows what actually happened? That's between him and the devil. But it's, it hasn't been proven. Yes. They also found nine vulvas in a shoebox. A young girl's dress and the vulvas of two females. A belt made from a female human nipples, four noses, a pair of lips on a window shade drawstring, a lampshade made from a human face, gloves made from human skin, and random fingernails from females' fingers. But the kicker, they also found a suit made out of women's skin that Ed liked to casually wear with masks he had skinned off women's faces. And that's where you get the Buffalo Bill reference. Yeah. And the leather face. And, and the leather face, yes. And the other things like that. Yes. And I've seen pictures of some of these items. They have photographs of some of these items. Um, like I the, found the gloves. The I gloves. I debated on posting that or not. I'm the belt. Mm-hmm. Um... I think there is also the lampshade too, the lampshade and the chair because those are the ones that are in the least. The rest of them are all confidential now. I have yes because of numerous reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, upon like different studies going into the psychosis of serial killer minds and whatnot, I've heard where they used the photos from this crime scene to train forensic psychologists. Yeah. And educate them. Yeah. So that's stuff only they get to seeing, they get to know, which. Honestly, I don't think I'd want to see some of those pictures. It'd be very disturbing. Very disturbing. Like I said, I've seen just the, the, the lampshade and the wastebasket and the gloves. And I've seen the belt one. And those were like, that's weird. That's really weird. And I couldn't imagine just seeing a whole face. Like that, a photograph of a, of a face. That's not on a person. Yeah, it has no eyeballs. It has no, like, 3D effect to it. Yeah, it's just flat. flat. Like, that's weird. Yeah. It's very, very disturbing. And, of course, the evidence found at the farm obviously was disturbing to the cops and made them sick and outraged. So the lead investigator was actually so pissed, instead of going home after completing the search like he was supposed to, he immediately went to interrogate Ed. Didn't, now, didn't some of the invest, the people that were at the house, didn't they have to step out to throw up? Yes. Looking at that stuff? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. I was like, that was fact, right? Like, I remember reading that. Yeah, that was fact. A lot of them actually had to leave. A lot of them, um, even the lead investigator, he mm-hmm. died young, and they said that they think, I can't remember what he died from, but they do think it was caused by stress from this case. Yeah. But he went to immediately interrogate Ed, and instead of just coming out and asking questions, he started it off with immediately beating Ed's head into a brick brick wall. And I guess that would be a lot rather like That'd be close allowed. topic for him because remember Frank was a deputy, mm-hmm. so he was probably a little close to the situation. But once he calmed down, he started questioning Ed. And Ed would only talk to him if he could have some apple pie with a slice of cheddar cheese on top. Ew. I can see it being tasty. Like, apples and cheese together are good. Apples and cheese are good. Like, when I go to the melting pot, that is, like, my favorite part is apples and cheese. I'm never going to. We're going to go? Let's go. We'll finish the episode first. Okay. (laughs) And wait until, you know, when they're open. Yeah, that's (laughs) Anywho, Ed got what he wanted, of course. Of course. And so after he got what he wanted, he was more than willing to please the investigator by telling them what they wanted to know. Because, again, Ed's the type that he just wants to please because that's how he was raised. Yeah. Um, Now, this whole investigation right here was actually thrown out because of him beating Ed's face into the wall. Oh, 
Did they have the rules where you weren't allowed to do that? You had to give the Miranda rights and stuff first? Miranda rights weren't a thing yet. Yeah. So, so I don't get why that, that mattered. I guess because of the violent nature. Granted, I can't really blame the investigator for right. it. Right. But Ed admitted to the deaths of Mary and Bernice eventually. However, authorities wanted to know who else he killed. He had all them bodies. Yeah, and I know that one. Yeah. He obviously had a larger body count than just two. His whole house, besides his mother's untouched rooms, Mm -hmm. were decorated with numerous body parts and multiple pieces of furniture fashioned out of human skin. Mm -hmm. And there had been at least five people in the neighboring towns that had gone missing with no bodies found. So the cops swore that Ed had something to do with them. Mm -hmm. He never, ever, 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 till the day he died, admitted to any other killings. Mm -hmm. Instead... Ed told the cops exactly where he had found his supplies. Ed has spent many many days and nights visiting his mother's grave and robbing one of... Sorry, this was like, I can't, I can't. Robbing middle-aged women's Graves. graves who reminded him of mommy. Yep. He would actually go through obituaries. Yeah. To see, oh, she looks like mommy. Well, that's also why he, I, do you, do you, this is a little sidebar. Do you think he killed those two women because they, because they did remind him of his mom and that was like an inside of like, a, though he loved his mom. He hated his he mom. He hated her. A lot of psychologists have actually said that. Um, another thought was just because of sexual tension. Well, the pig and the ejaculation. And the fact that he... He loved his mommy. Yeah. He, and there was a little there's bit There's no more. deadline. At some point in time, he was attracted to his mother. So, obviously, it could be either or. Again, mm-hmm. that's between him and the devil. Yeah. We'll never know. Yeah. Um, but both, both have been brought up. Yeah. Okay, Karen. Now, he admitted to robbing nine graves. Mm-hmm. And even took authorities to locations of the ones he robbed. Because they were suspicious of Ed's statement and convinced he had killed others. So they exhumed the graves. And sure enough, Ed was telling the truth. Yep. And it was like in some, uh, it was just missing parts. In others, it was missing the whole body. And one, it was his crowbar uh, that he had accidentally left. He actually admitted to the fact that he was going to Rob more, but he had lost his crowbar. Because he left it behind. Yes. Oops. Yep. Well, darn. Now, it still kind of puzzled the cops that he robbed all these graves from 1947 to 1952 by himself. Especially given the winters in Wisconsin. Oh, those winters are brutal. So, the ground's frozen. Yep. The casket's got to be... Terrible. But at this point, they didn't have vaults. No. I don't even know at this time how far that you had to legally bury. I'm unsure. That'd be a good question. But so, obviously, still, either way, he had to dig. Um, but they did question possibly that there was... How do you do all this by himself? Yeah. So he must have had an accomplice, yes. is what they're thinking. Yes. Naturally. And it was a rumor. It was. But mm. it was never something that was sustained. Yeah. So never... it's just still a rumor. Mm-hmm. And when they questioned him about it, he said he didn't remember anything because he was just in a daze when he committed these crimes. Mm-hmm. Which he could have been. A lot of serial killers admit to being in a daze. It's like blacking out. But I think they use it also to their defense to just not answer shit yeah like oh i don't know i was seeing i just saw red yeah i I don't i wasn't even myself at that time now it was also rumored that ed was having sex with the deceased yes however he always claimed that he didn't because he couldn't stand the way they smelled but that seems like bullshit to me. I, I was going to say, I call bullshit. the first comments about walking into the farmstead was the smell. Yeah. It reeked of death. Yeah. 
obviously it doesn't fucking bother you. No, no. So, he was definitely... Searching I, for an excuse that didn't make any complete sense. Because a lot of the times when when you look into it and he's answering questions and some of the remarks he makes, a lot of it doesn't make sense because he has a childlike mentality. Right, so he's answering questions like a kid. Yes. Recanting a little bit mm-hmm. and like, oh no, I don't like that, but yesterday you ate this for dinner. Yes. Yeah, but today I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is awful. It brought a lot of drama, a lot of media to Plainfield, Wisconsin, which is very rare back in the day. We're talking mm-hmm. this is the 50s and going into the 60s. So mm-hmm. There wasn't a whole lot of media, but they were struggling learning how to cope with what had happened in their small little town. Yeah. And one way they did cope is by telling Keeners. Keeners are jokes that this time made up about Ed Gein himself. And I'm actually going to share a few with you that... So, I like the Laffy Taffy jokes. I think they're hilarious. Mm -hmm. These are kind of on the same level as the Laffy Taffy jokes. That's because you like dad jokes. I do like dad jokes. They're hilarious. Drop your best dad joke, guys. (laughs) You know what mine is? What time do you go to the dentist? 2.30... Oh, damn it. Ah. (laughs) I told you. You did. (laughs) You did tell me that one already. Because it's your favorite one. (laughs) All right, well, let's get into our Ed Gein dad jokes. So, what did Ed say to the sheriff when he arrested them? What? Have a heart. (laughs) I feel like I'm on those YouTube episodes where it's like, try not to laugh. (laughs) I should not laugh at that. Okay, carry on. All right. Customer says to a bartender, bartender, give me a gein beer. Bartender says, it has a lot of head and no body. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm horrible. (laughs) Carry on. Ed was popular with the ladies. They were always hanging around his place. (laughs) It's really distasteful. It is. (laughs) Oh, we're bad people oh uh yeah this one's my favorite though oh my gosh it's gonna be the worst one then (laughs) not necessarily (laughs) lay it on us why did they have to keep the heat up in ed's house why so the furniture didn't get goosebumps (laughs) that was horrible (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh but anyways, so those are those are some gainers. There's many, many more. I know. Um, but back to all seriousness, what he did was awful, Absolutely. and we shouldn't joke about it. On November twenty first, nineteen fifty seven, Ed was arraigned on one count of first degree murder. He pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity, and was diagnosed with schizophrenia as well as a sexual psychopath. And he was found mentally incompetent, thus unfit for trial. He was then sent to Central State Hospital for the criminally insane. Mm-hmm. Which, side note, he actually enjoyed. He said the place he was made, not... He made friends. Well, no. He said the place wasn't that bad. So he got to do arts and crafts, which obviously... Child. Well, that... <laughs> Sorry, but in a way of what he was doing, it was, art and was crafts. a craft. It was the craft. It, it was working with leather. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's it was, what le- it was. It was leather work, as disturbing and twisted as that yeah. sounds. And he got to play games and whatnot. Though he did comment, I can't remember was to a judge or a lawyer or something. He was like, yeah, the place is not that bad. But the people are really crazy. Like, dude. Sir. <laughs> Sir. Where have you been? <laughs> Sir, you're crazy. But you're one of them. <laughs> you are, yeah. You may not be the one, you know, in the corner rocking back and forth drooling on yourself, my friend, but you're crazy. Yeah. Sir. You're one of them. In 1968. So this has been a while. That He's been in is there the for a while. year my mom was born. Mm. Was she born in Wisconsin? I believe so. Okay. Did she hear anything about Gein? Everybody in Wisconsin knows about Gein. Oh, true. 
I didn't grow up in Wisconsin, so I don't know. I don't know how big he was, like, talked about or... He, everybody knows about Gein, but he is not necessarily, like, like I said, talked about, like... It's something they just don't want to claim. I don't... Is it kind of the same with Dahmer, though, too? No. Oh, so Dahmer's talked about. Dahmer's talked about because I know people who knew Dahmer. But you also grew up near Milwaukee, where he lived. Yes. Which so is that not, might be a different aspect. Right. And because he was, I think, honestly, Dahmer was talked about a lot because it's so, cr- he died in 89. Yeah, he's more recent. He's very recent. recent. Yeah. I mean, there are people today living who are still coping with but, what he had done. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I know people who worked side by side with that man mm-hmm. and how I've heard them express about him. So he's definitely was talked a lot a lot about because he was so recent. Gein, on the other hand, the only person I know of that's ever talked to me about Gein was my dad. Okay. Which the lacrosse thing makes sense. My dad spent a lot of time in lacrosse, but Gein wasn't in lacrosse for very long. He moved out of there when he was eight. Mm-hmm. Um. So I definitely think that's why lacrosse is like nope. So do you know how far is lacrosse from Plainfield? <sighs> That I don't know off the top of my head. I know how far lacrosse is from where I I grew up, and it was like a three and a half four hour drive. Okay. Because like, if so, if you hold your hand up, this mm-hmm. is this is Wisconsin, right? Yeah. I lived here. Lacrosse was here. So right across it was like from your all the way across to your other side. Yeah, okay. of my hand. You guys don't see this, but I'm holding up my left hand, and the thumb would be the peninsula of Wisconsin, and then the rest of your hand is the top of the Wisconsin. So, like, your wrist is the bottom of Wisconsin. Milwaukee is that that bottom right side of under the thumb. And and if you shoot straight across over to the left below your Yeah, you pinky. shoot towards Mississippi is lacrosse. Mm-hmm. I would assume that it's not very far from lacrosse being that when they moved. I mean, he was born in 06, 1906. He was eight. Mm-hmm. Travel wasn't that easy. Yeah. Mm. I'd have to look it up. I'll, I'll put it on our Instagram, the distance. <laughs> Anyways, 1968, doctors determined Ed was mentally able to confer with counsel and participate in his defense. That was a mess. Yeah. Obviously. The trial began on November 7th, 1968 and lasted one week. A psychiatrist testified that Ed had told him that he did not know whether the killing of Bernice Warden was intentional or accidental. Gunshot wound to the back of the head. Hear me out. This is Ed's story. Okay. Ed had told them that while he examined a gun in Warden's store, the gun went off, killing Warden. Ed testified that after trying to load a bullet into the rifle... To see if it would fit, it discharged. Which, uh, if, if you ever shot a rifle, that's not possible. No, but that sounds like the most, like, child answer Again, to, yeah. to uh, I accidentally kicked you. I Re- put it in there. Oh, I know. It fit, and somehow it just discharged on its own. Like, I've heard, I've babysat a lot of children. I have two kids on my own. Mm -hmm. So I've heard it. I've heard them. When you're trying to be like, why did you hit your sister? Scenario between my kids. It was an accident. She just made me angry, so I was swinging my arms and it hit her. (laughs) This ain't a mosh pit, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, or like, my daughter has said something extremely similar back at her brother. I didn't, I didn't hit him. I didn't hit him. I just did this, and he was there. (laughs) That's exactly... I wasn't trying to shoot the gun. I just put the bullet in it and pulled the trigger. Yeah. (laughs) But he said... (laughs) He said he did not aim the rifle at Warden and did not remember anything else happening that morning. Again, the days. The days thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At the request of the defense, Ed's trial was held without a jury. It probably should have been held with a jury. I don't know who approved that. Well, I do know who approved it. It's Judge blah, 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 blah. I can't remember his name. But 
Oh, no more Scooby-Doo names? <laughs> yeah, I don't have Scooby-Doo names this time. No. Ed was found guilty by the judge on November 14th. A second trial dealt with Ed's sanity, though. So he was found guilty, mm-hmm. by all means, but then we had to deal with the fact that he's already been diagnosed with being criminally insane. Yes. So the second trial... After testimony by doctors for the prosecution and the defense, the same judge ruled that Ed was not guilty by reason of insanity. Mm -hmm. And he ordered him to be committed to Central State Hospital for the criminally insane. Mm -hmm. Ed spent the rest of his life in a mental hospital. Yes, he did. I think he jumped around to two or three in between then. But due to prohibitive costs, Ed was tried for only just the one murder. And that was just Mrs. Warden. Nothing ever came of with the death of Miss Hogan. Which is stupid. Ed died July 26, 1984, at the age of 77 due to lung cancer. Was he a smoker? No. I mean, you could probably had something to do with all the tanning and whatnot. Um, now I do know he used castor oil to preserve a lot of the skin and whatnot. Mm. Um, I mean, not saying that smoking cigarettes causes cancer. That's definitely not the only way to get lung cancer. But he did die of lung cancer until the day he died. He swore he was a virgin. Because, you know, fucking dead people doesn't count. (laughs) That's what your sister said. (laughs) (laughs) But he was buried in between his parents. Uh, He did have a headstone at one point in time, and people were, like, chipping away at it for, like, souvenirs. Yeah. But eventually it was just stolen. Yeah. So now it's an unmarked grave. So somebody out there has Ed Gein's headstone. Ooh. That would be, like, a Goonies treasure hunt. Mm, They're not going to let you have it. Why? You find them. Maybe they might be listening to our podcast right now and find out how much you adore this man. (laughs) Hold his headstone for ransom. Yeah. He did die, I know, in Madison, Wisconsin, which is a ways away from either of those places. That's yeah, like he, I said, he had jumped around to different... Yeah, Madison, Wisconsin is where he, he had passed. That I do know. Yep. So, yeah, that's crazy. But that is, that's, that's Mr. Ed, y'all. Not the horse. Eddie. Eddie. Eddie Gein. Eddie Gein. Yeah, he's... He's, like I said, I don't, I don't have anybody really in my family. The only person I have ever talked to about him was with my dad. I do recall seeing him in the Rob Zombie. I remember my dad pointing him out in Rob Zombies. Yeah, probably watching with you and saying, hey, that's, you that's, know. Well, yeah, because there's that, um, like that fun house in A Thousand yeah, Courts. Yeah, Yeah. And there was a bunch of different mm-hmm. murder or serial killers in there and the Ed Gein one popped up and my dad was like, ha Ed Gein, he's from Wisconsin. I'm like. Oh, <laughs> nice dad. Nice dad. And, Disturbing. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've talked about with my dad. I, I'm, I talk a lot of nerdy stuff with my dad. We've talked about the, like, other killers mm-hmm. from Wisconsin. Exactly. Which is why you Something's wanted to attack our state. But no, really, it's not our state. You, We've actually done a look. Kind of backtracking when we were talking about that in the beginning, you know, with that. Yeah, we, were, we did a little bit of research. We did a little research, and she's debunked you guys. Wisconsin is fine. It is getting no. It's not fine. It's not fine. First of all, it's still up there on the list. We're fine. You guys are getting worse, actually. In only violent crimes. The ones that count. I don't care if you fuck up my property. Don't take my fucking life. No, really. Actually, she found Missouri. Yeah, Missouri is way up there. But number one is actually Tennessee, Memphis. Memphis, Tennessee. Yes, that I did know. Yeah. I was, I, I saw the list of places and I was like, oh. I was actually blown away by some of them. Yeah. Chattanooga is another high one up there. I don't know if they've cleaned up their act, but Chattanooga was really also high up there. They probably should focus on that instead of other um, political views. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got other things to fry. Yeah. Won't get on that. Yeah. Didn't get all hot and heated. Yeah, that's a, that's an off, off the mic conversation. Yeah. 
Anyways, but she has learned that Wisconsin ain't that bad. No, I'm going to take it there. You're just hitting on, like, there. the people from... As long as they don't get snatched. You ain't going to get snatched. <laughs> <laughs> well, all the people from Missouri, and you've got, like, everybody just up there. Like, you have all the top crime just surrounding Wisconsin. That's probably why you guys are awful. Am I awful? No, you're not awful. Okay, then. The people. No. It's you're the not mi- the people anymore. It's Wisconsin. the Midwest. You're it's the people honestly, of Virginia. It's honestly, the, it's honestly just the whole Midwest. And we were at the I'm not surprised. And you know, this is totally getting randomly off subject, but I've had people argue with me and how Richmond is worse than Milwaukee. Maybe back in the day, but as it's progressively getting worse, there's no fucking way. Yeah. Their crime was up like 68% just in 2019 to 2020. Yeah, I know. And that was just violent crimes. That wasn't... Mm, I know. See? Yeah. I'll shut up now. Yeah, you shut up. You shut up. That's not what this conversation is about. This conversation is about Mr. Ed Gein. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is now over. Yeah. But anyways. Alright, guys. Thank you so much. And make sure we to come. If, you, if you're just chiming in on this episode, please go back and listen to our, our other episodes mm-hmm. about Slenderman and Joanne and Tommy, we, again, really, really would love all your guys' feedback because we love doing this. I love talking about all this and sharing this yes. stuff with you guys. And we're Virgos, so we need the feedback so we can be perfect. Yes, <laughs> because it's our it's our nature. Um, so to find us, you guys can find us on uh, Instagram, Toasted Shenanigans Podcast. We are on Facebook. It's Toasted Shenanigans Podcast. We have a Gmail Toasted shenanigans podcast at gmail.com. Drop uh, any suggestions on feedback of what you guys think. Cases. Give us cases that you guys want to hear about. And uh, apparently, drink suggestions because someone's annoyed with my barefoot obsession. She's boring. I'm not boring. You're a creature of habit. I am a creature <laughs> of habit. That's boring. <laughs> Shut up. Um,. Otherwise, thank you guys so much and have a good one. Bye. Bye.